delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. It's every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangsta Rap. Let's go. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. Even working with you from Kerry Hilson, Adonis. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Berkshires to the Sound, from wherever you live in MLB America, this is Inside the Parker. You give us 22 minutes and we'll give you the scoop on Major League Baseball. Now here's Baseball Hall of Fame voter number 83, Rob Parker. Welcome into the podcast. I'm your host, Rob Parker, and we have a very special playoff edition of Inside the Parker this week. We will talk with Boston Globe reporter Julian McWilliams. Of course, he covers the Boston Red Sox. Also, we'll talk with Jerry Harrison Jr., the former major leaguer. That and much more. Let's go. To lead off, it's getting robbed. And keep him up. Rob's hot take on the three biggest stories in Major League Baseball. Number one. The New York Yankees are done. One and done after an up and down regular season. They lose to the Red Sox 6-2 in the AL wildcard game on Tuesday night. And, uh, you know, Yankee fans bummed out. Uh, One and done. It's hard to accept. But the Yankees have won the last couple of years with the one and done. And they've been the victors in these uh, one-game wild-card series. And that's why you have to win the division. Of course, the Tampa Bay Rays won the division. But, uh, you know, there's two things that stand out in that game for me on Tuesday night was, of course, uh, Garrett Cole just lasting two innings, has always struggled pitching in Boston. It's incredible. He had the most wins in the American League. His ERA was very good. I think it was second going into uh, second this year in the American League. And yet 
He only lasted two innings and uh, just didn't have his good stuff. Gave up uh, a couple of home runs, and it just uh, wasn't a good outing uh, for uh, Garrett Cole. The bright spot for the Yankees, Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know what else you want to say. Uh, He was three for four, easily could have had three home runs. He only had one. Uh, Had he got a home run in the first inning, it might have set the tone and changed things and hit the green monster. He thought it was out and only wound up with a single. Then there was another big one off the top of the monster and in left field. Again, could have changed the complexion of the game. Uh, And then he did wind up getting one out of Fenway. But uh, he really had a great season for the Yankees. Finally stayed healthy and had a monster bat. And if you go back to 2020 in the playoffs, he was a monster uh, swinging the bat and hitting home runs. I think at one point he hit four home runs in five games during the postseason. So Giancarlo Stanton finally became a Yankee. Number two. As the postseason is underway, Yankees-Red Sox Tuesday night, and of course the Cardinals and Dodgers on Wednesday night in the wild card games, there's just one thing missing in the postseason. Some of the brightest stars. Otani and Trout from the Angels, both home. Tatis Jr. from the Padres, home. And, of course, Vlad Jr. from the Blue Jays, all at home watching and not playing. It's one of those things that you hate to see. You would love to see the best players in the game in the postseason having a chance to shine when everybody's watching on the big stage. But it just didn't happen. And definitely the Angels have two of the best players in the game and they weren't close to making the playoffs. So that has to really change uh, to be able to see these guys in prime time. It's a bummer for baseball. And uh, now when you take a look at it, Judge and Stan, two more stars, they're both out already after one game. So Major League Baseball will have to plot along uh, without some of the biggest stars in the game this postseason. Number three. It was no shocker that Jace Tingler was fired as Padres manager. Uh, We figured it was coming. The Padres had great expectations, got off to a great start. We understand that there were injuries and different things, but they just had a free fall, a total collapse at the end of the year and were a mere shell of what they were uh, earlier in the year. And, uh, you know, you can't fire the team. You can't get rid of all the players. So I think most people expected Tingler to get uh, fired, and he did. It'll be interesting to see where the Padres go from here. It's a talented bunch. I picked them to make the World Series. I picked them to win the National League West. I really like the roster. I like the pitching moves they made in the offseason, but it didn't pan out. And instead, they're looking for a new manager. Here comes the big interview. Listen and learn. Oh, it's so good. Let's welcome into the podcast Jerry Hairston Jr., of course, the former major leaguer and current Baseball analyst for Spectrum Sports LA. Jerry, welcome to the podcast, the postseason edition. Absolutely, man. I, well, thanks for having me. I'm excited, bro. Uh, can't wait to have this long postseason. No, no doubt about it. And of course, Jerry uh, covers the Los Angeles Dodgers. Last night, the Dodgers and Cardinals met in the wild card game in the National League. But the Dodgers. We're without a couple of pieces. Let's start with Max Muncy, 
who was injured and, and Jerry just not having him in a big game like that. Talk about his importance and what he's meant to the Dodgers. Well, you could, you could make a strong case that Max Muncy was the team's MVP the first half of the season. He was an all-star, uh, led the team in home runs, uh, their best run producer. Uh, so anytime you miss a guy like that, it's definitely going to be hurt, hurting your ball club. Uh, the Dodgers are deep, no doubt. But you could always use a bat like him in earlier lineup. And he's a guy that's come up clutch, not just this, this year, but uh, for, for a couple, the past couple years. So missing a guy like Max Muncy definitely hurts his ball club. And, and also we got news before, of course, the uh, postseason kicked off on Tuesday night with the American League wild card that uh, Clayton Kershaw, of course, the longtime Dodger ace, was out for the postseason did everybody kind of know that was coming, or was that a blow to the Dodgers? Well, uh, it was a blow to the Dodgers. It definitely hurt us, uh, and it hurt him. You know, Clayton Kershaw has been de- dealing with that elbow, uh, tenderness around that elbow for uh, the past three or four months. He was trying to come back and, and fight through the pain, uh, just unable to do so. Now, the good news is there was no uh, structural damage in the elbow, which, is, which means no Tommy John which is great, uh, especially at the age that Clayton's at right now and in, in the, in the, the point he's at in his career. You want to not have that type of injury. Uh, so I think they dodged a bullet there, but he's definitely done for, for the rest of the postseason. Uh, definitely hurts having a guy like Clayton Kershaw not in your rotation, uh, one of the, the game's best who's ever done it. Uh, that definitely was a big blow. No doubt. Uh, Jerry Harrison Jr. joins us here on Inside the Park. Of course, he played 16 Major League seasons with the Orioles, the Cubs, the Rangers, the Reds, won a championship with the Yankees, the Padres, the Nationals, the Brewers, and the Dodgers. I'm out of breath, Jerry. You play for everybody. <laughs> My goodness. But it just talks about staying power. And let me ask you about this Dodger team and uh, how surprised were you that the Dodgers wound up in the wild card spot and not winning the division? On paper, they're the best team. They get uh, Scherzer and Turner at the all at the uh, trading deadline, all that stuff. But somehow the Giants were still able to hold on to that division. How shocked were you that the Dodgers didn't win the West for the ninth year in a row? I'm I'm extremely surprised that they did not win the West because they did basically all they could to win that division. They won 106 games. I will never fault a team for not winning a division after winning 106 games. They had a tremendous season. Uh, but the Giants uh, were one game better. They had an incredible run. Uh, Farhan Zaidi's done a, a terrific job. We know him uh, very well, having been the GM here for the Dodgers for a couple of years. Uh, so he, we know what he does to as far as making up a team, making up a roster, and how to put players in position to succeed. So uh, Farhan Zaidi deserves all the credit. Gabe Kapler did an incredible job as the manager there in San Francisco. So it's really more about the Giants, man. Uh, the Dodgers had an incredible run, even with the injuries they, 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 they had us go through. You know, with Cody Bellinger missing half the year, Corey Seager missing two and a half months, uh, Clayton Kershaw not being there for, for the second half of the year. Mookie uh, they, Betts couldn't stay healthy. 106 games, man. That's that's tremendous. No, no, no doubt about it. All right, going into the game, the wild card game on Wednesday, Max Scherzer. I mean, that's the guy you want on the mound, an ace pitcher who's been through 
playoffs and postseasons, won a World Series with the Nationals, but uh, hadn't pitched well in his previous two starts. If he was victor, what's been going on with Max Scherzer uh, going into that postseason game? Well, if you go back probably maybe three or four weeks ago, he had come out of a start uh, where his hamstring wasn't quite right. It tightened up on him, uh, and it's his right leg, his back leg, his driving leg. And any time a pitcher is dealing with a a leg issue, especially with that driving leg, uh, your stuff is not going to be the same. Now, he will never make excuses. He's a fighter. He's a grinder. Uh, and he's a guy that says, you know what, I can do without. You know, even if I'm banged up, I'm going to go out there and, and do my thing. But I really believe that affected him in his last uh, two starts of the regular season. Uh, but, again, he's a warrior. He's a guy that you want on the hill. He's a champion, a guy that's not afraid to pitch in the big game. And let's go on the other side. St. Louis Cardinals are one of the hottest teams in baseball, and you saw it. They won 17 games in a row uh, to, to, to come out of nowhere and make the postseason and secure that uh, second wild card spot. But Adam Wainwright, who's on the mound for them uh, Wednesday night, has been unbelievable and reinvented himself. What What is so tough about him? I thought he retired four years ago, and this yeah. dude has been a monster on the mound. I tell you what, a guy that I really respect on the mound, uh, you mentioned guys that reinvent themselves, uh, even though he still has a pretty good fastball, he'll, he'll run it and he'll cut it. Uh, he's got that uh, 12-6 breaking ball, arguably still the best breaking ball from the right-hand side in the big leagues. Uh, that has been his bread-and-butter pitch the last 15, 16 years. So he's a guy that uh, is, is a compete type of guy, is not going to shy away from confrontation. And him and uh, Molina do an incredible job as a battery. They understand each other. They know each other. They can probably uh, uh, think right along the same lines. They throw 100 pitches. They're going to be in sync probably about 92, 93 of them. That's how in sync uh, they are together. Uh, just an incredible pitcher, a great competitor, a champion as well. So uh, he's a guy that you also want in a big game. And having Matt Scherzer and, and, and Wainwright going against each other, His name is Jerry Harrison Jr., one of the best baseball analysts out there, the former Major League infielder and outfielder, who, of course, now is with Spectrum Sports LA. My friend, Jerry, thank you, bud. Enjoy the postseason. I will, man. You too, my friend. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangsta Chronicles, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, gangsta rap. Hosted by MC8 and Big Steels every Thursday, each episode provides an in-depth exploration into the formative artists, monumental albums, and socio-political factors that have shaped gangsta rap from its emergence in the 80s to its enduring impact today. Gangsta Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form. We dive into the socio-cultural aspects that Gangsta Rap boldly addressed, from police brutality to systemic racism, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the profound cultural significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangsta Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. 
Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart's Outspoken Network for a year, and what a year it has been. Every weekday, I navigate our rapidly changing world alongside our series of fabulous expert guests. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Woke not just to the latest headlines, but also to the collective power we all have. Woke to the need to build community with those around us. Woke to how to avoid burnout and woke to the ways we can all find joy in the madness. Make Woke AF Daily with Danielle Moody your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. And tune in to hear the ways I am working to stay grounded amidst it all. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, my name is Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. I just had a great conversation with Michael B. Jordan, and you can listen to it right now. Michael is known for his performances in both film and television. His breakout role was in Fruitvale Station, playing Oscar Grant, which earned him widespread praise and numerous award nominations. His portrayal of Killmonger in Marvel's Black Panther, one of my favorites, further solidified his status as one of Hollywood's leading actors, earning him widespread acclaim for his complex and compelling performance. In our conversation, Michael really opens up. You're going to love listening to it. And I can't wait for you to check it out. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When Rob was a newspaper columnist, he lived by this motto. If I'm writing, I'm ripping. Let's bring in a writer or broadcaster, old or new. Let's welcome into the podcast one of the best baseball writers in the country, Julian McWilliams, who, of course, covers the Red Sox for the Boston Globe. A friend of mine, Julian, welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Rob, what's up, man? Good. Appreciate you having me. Always, my man. So one game, winner take all, wild card, American League. Red Sox get it done six to two. And let me before we get into the game and the Red Sox moving on, before the game, uh Jerry Remy threw out the first pitch. That was pretty uh neat. Jerry Remy, of course, the longtime uh, second baseman for the Red Sox and a broadcaster who's missed the year, right, with cancer. How how yeah. cool was that to see him out there throwing out the first pitch? It was great, and, and and if you lived here for a while, you understand, you know how 
uh, what Jerry Remy means to a lot of people around here. I mean, just just his uh, his genuineness, his um, his character, the way he carries himself, and um, you know the the, the Boston accent he has, and and it's, he's just the 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 heartbeat um, to 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 that broadcast, and, and I think to this to this region of the country, and and it was good to see him out there. You know, hopefully. At some point, you know, whenever it's best, he could, he, maybe he can, you know, get back in the booth. But obviously, uh, it's more so about his health right now and him, you know, getting better. He's had, you know, this is his sixth bout with cancer. And, and, wow. and I think uh, a lot of people look at it and, and, and say, wow, you know, how can he get through it? And I think Dennis Eckersley put it the best. He said he's the toughest guy I've ever known. So um, if there's anybody that can pull through it, it'll be Jerry. So we're all, we're all rooting for him. No doubt. Great scene. Uh, Nathan Evaldi, my goodness gracious, uh, he pitched well for the Red Sox. I, I, I know uh, at one point he had retired 10 Yankees in a row. Was it his stuff? The Yankees also were very aggressive. A lot of first pitch swinging. What what, what was it for Nathan that worked? Uh, you know, Nate sort of evolved into this pitcher. I think he's always been a guy that's relied a lot on his fastball, and he's never really got that many swings and misses on that pitch. Uh, so he's implemented a lot of pitches into his, his arsenal, from the curveball to the splitter to the slider. Uh, he also has has this quick pitch that he does, a stutter step. Uh, it's 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 true veteranship uh, that 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 he's he's sort of uh, uh, you know become. Uh, I think he's become a true veteran in the game, understanding what he what he does, what he can and can't do. And keep in mind, he gave up six runs to the Yankees, and uh, excuse me, seven runs are all earned uh, to the Yankees in his last start there, which was just. Uh, two weeks ago. So uh, they went in there, they made some adjustments, and they know that the Yankees are sort of have this feast or famine approach. When they don't have the home run a lot of times, uh, they get lost. They look, sort of look like they get those little puppy eyes and they sort of panic, panic and then you can expand the zone because they start pressing. So um, the Yankees didn't walk one time last night, and they and I think they're at the top of the league in walk rate. So uh, they, they kept them off balance the whole night. Uh, obviously the scene at Fenway was, was, was electric and and, 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 and good for Nate Evaldi because he sort of evolved into this uh, uh, good, uh, solid veteran pitcher, really good veteran pitcher, as he's, uh, you know, got into his, his, his latter years of his career. Our guest is Julian McWilliams. He covers the Red Sox for the Boston Globe, and the Red Sox beat the Yankees 6-2 to in the uh, American League wildcard. They advanced to take on the Rays. But the Red Sox also, let's be honest, got a little lucky last night. Uh, Giancarlo yeah. Stanton is swinging the bat like unbelievable. Going back to the Marlin days when he was uh, hitting all those home runs, he could have easily had three home runs last night, couldn't he? Easily, easily. And, and you know, if I was at a different ballpark, you would have talked about a different game. You know, I, I mean, two balls that were drilled off the off the green monster, and the, and the second one, I mean, I think that was 115 miles per hour off his bat. And Phil Nevin, I mean, what are you doing? You're sending him from 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 Judge who who sort of hesitated around second base. He hesitated around third base, and then you send him home. I mean, he was dead in the water. You would have had second and third, uh, one out. Granted, you had Joey Gallo up, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot different scene. And I, and I tell you, when that happened, uh, when, when Judge uh, came, came to bat and he, and he, and he, and he uh, scored, excuse me, he reached first base on, on an infield single, then that Gene Carlos Stanton thing happened, you know, Finway went silent for a while. But right. then when Judge got thrown out of home plate, that brought all the momentum back on their side. And it was like, okay, this is a game that they're probably going to win. Cause after that, they got to run in the next inning to put them up for one. So, um, you, you know, I, I think, I think the Yankees sort of got a little bit too overly aggressive 
I think Gene Carlos Stanton, obviously good for him. He's been swinging the bat well. If you look at his postseason stats with the Yankees, I mean, dating back to last year, they're, they're top notch. So, um, you know, they're going to have to figure out something in that lineup because uh, Stanton and Judge were really carrying that lineup for the last yep. month plus of the season. And then everybody else is sort of dead weight. No, no doubt. Those two guys, you can't complain about what they've done. Uh, Xander Bogertz, uh, uh, he was, uh, that was a big home run, obviously, especially after a, a, a two out walk. Those walks come to get you. It set the tone for the Red Sox, right? It gave them some breathing room, especially, Julian, when you think the Yankees had won those six games in a row there, including that sweep late in the season. I think that was a relief for the Red Sox, right? That blow? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and if you and if you if you remember, he went slider, slider, changeup, and I'm wondering why Cole just wasn't trusting his fastball enough. And I think Xander said at the end of the game, he said, "Man, if he had thrown me a fastball, he probably would have broke my hands." But he went to the changeup for some reason. Um, he was missing the arm side a lot with his with his fastball, missing glove side a lot. He couldn't really he couldn't really control his fastball like that. I'm talking about Cole, but when he when he delivered that blow in that first inning. Uh, I think that that brought Fenway to his feet, and and what better way to tag Garrett Cole? Garrett Cole has a, had a seven ERA at Fenway Park this year, if you include the regular season. He had a six point one eight ERA coming into that game, so he hasn't pitched well at Fenway. He 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 just registered his last win at Fenway and his last start, so ever um, for his wow. career. And um, so if 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 you look at the numbers, if you look at you know Garrett Cole, he hasn't really pitched well there, and I think that sort of you know, played in his mind a little bit. And you look at the Kyle Schwarber homer. That was a fastball above the zone, at the top of the zone. It was it wasn't a strike, but he got on top of it and drilled it, you know, out into the to the concourse area. I mean, that was a bomb. So uh, um, they they were they were on him from from the jump, and 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 the Red Sox good for them. They came out to play. Obviously, they have a have a tough opponent in Tampa, but I mean, geez, the Yankees have to figure out something. You're talking about a team that doesn't have a World Series. Uh, 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 since 2009, hasn't won a pennant uh, since 2009. And before that, it was, what, 2003? And you're the New York Yankees? I mean, it's, it's something's going to have to change over there. And I think, obviously, it has to start with the front office somewhere. No doubt. Two more questions real quick. J.D. Martinez, who missed the game, got an injury, stepping on the second base bag, I believe. Is he going to be all right and be ready for the Rays, or what's his status? They're, they're saying that, that they're going to wait till tomorrow, tomorrow. But to be honest with you, Rob, I don't see it happening for this series. Um, you know, it, it, it's 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 one of those freak accidents. He he steps on the bag every time he goes out to 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 play in the outfield, and he slips or something like that, and, and, and tweaks his ankle. Uh, they said they'll they'll the chorus said they'll know more by tomorrow. But um, you know, I at least don't see it happening for game one or two. They might activate him, they might not, but I, I don't see it happening. Judging from the standpoint of what they said, how how severely swollen his ankle really was. All right, last thing, uh, the series against the Rays. The Rays are that team everybody hates. They just keep winning. You know, they went to the World Series last year. They got terrible fan support. You know, not a lot of name stars, but they keep winning. Uh, How well did the Red Sox do against them, and can the Red Sox beat them in the uh, divisional series? The Red Sox were eight and eleven against them. Um, I think I remember once on Labor Day they once relinquished a seven-one lead. I think they had at the time. Uh, you know, the Rays are a team that pay extremely, extremely good uh, attention to detail. Um, they're a team that takes their infield outfield seriously. They don't really make that many mistakes. Uh, they know who they are as ball players. Whereas the Red Sox, they had 108 errors this year, which was second in the league. 
which is which is crazy that they're at this point now. You know, and that tells you a lot about I think Alex Cora and the energy that he brings to the team and the way he's able to to mix and match and maneuver. But I, I think I think the Rays uh, edge him out in this series. And I think it's it's been a really good season for the Red Sox. Obviously, you know anything can happen in a five game series. But if I had to to, to to I'm not a betting man, but if I had to put some money down on, I would obviously uh, go with the Rays just based on the season that they had. But look. You know they're going to have to figure it out with their with their bullpen too because you know they pitched 703 innings leading into this into this uh into into this series with the Rays I and mean, the Rays have pitched 703 innings for their bullpen. I don't know how sustainable that is. At some point, you're going to have to to to, to rely on your starting pitching to be able to get you through. Um, and I think that the bullpen ranked first in the league in, in innings pitched for the Rays. So if you can figure out a way to get to the starting pitcher, if you can figure out a way to sort of you know, get the wear and tear up with their bullpen, anything can happen. But I think I'll go with the Rays just based upon how the how system they've been all season. I think you're probably right. His name is Julian McWilliams, one of the best baseball writers in the country. He covers the Red Sox for the Boston Globe. And as a CWPF of mine, that's close, warm, personal friend. My man, Julian, thanks. Appreciate it, Rob. Always. In the words of New York TV legend, the late Bill Jorgensen, thanking you for your time this time until next time. Rob Parker, out. He can't get it. This could be an inside to Parker. See you next week. Same bad time, same bad station. Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Delve into the visceral world of hip-hop with the Gangster Chronicles, hosted by MC8 and Big Steel. Every Thursday, a podcast that aims to unravel the intricate tapestry of one of music's most influential and misunderstood subgenres, Gangster Rap. Let's go. Gangster Chronicles unpacks the evolution of this uniquely American art form, offering listeners a comprehensive understanding of the significance this genre holds. Listen to the Gangster Chronicles on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast, and I had the opportunity to talk to one of Hollywood's major icons, Michael B. Jordan. In our conversation, Michael shares the highs, the lows, and everything in between, offering a genuine glimpse into his world. The closest to getting what you want is always the hardest. People give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of Tank and Jay Valentine's R&B Money Podcast with artist Chris Brown. 
even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then mm -hmm. a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.